checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Underdog Fantasy AG1 Mint Mobile and Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into this show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, how are you? <laughs> how the really, hell are you, my friend? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, to answer your question, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Uh, how are you? I mean, all things considered, how are you? All things considered, you know, I think we've gotten about every piece of emotion that we can get out as it relates to this Chargers team and the unfortunate <laughs> record that they currently stand in with the playoffs. But wait, but wait. Just, just, just waiting to be mathematically fully uh, eliminated. Even though, uh, look at this, I already consider them eliminated. This this fan base just I, I I feel is just at its wits end right now, but we still have football left to play and quite a little bit of it. The season, unfortunately, for Chargers fans is not over. We we still have some games left to play. Yeah, and and most notably this week's matchup against the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, we're a little giggly because I think it keeps us from crying. Welcome to Chargers Unleashed, uh, for folks who are tuning in on YouTube, on Twitter. On I can't even say that anymore. Yes you, can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. They don't make the rules. Fine, fine. On X or on ESPN Radio, uh, welcome to Chargers Unleashed. Uh, yeah, we're a little loopy today, but for good reason. This Chargers team, four and seven. Jake, desperate times in Los Angeles. Head coaching jobs on the line in this matchup. Honestly, both teams, head coaches are on the hot seat. I think that's an understatement at this point. And we'll see what this game has in store. We'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, There's really not much lower this team can go. (laughs) But but just wait. They may surprise you. (laughs) And then look who they get to play. A friend and a foe, Mr. Bill Belichick himself, who has whooped the tails of Los Angeles Chargers and their fans for years. Now, hot off of, I think it was a mic'd up video where Julius Peppers, did you see this, Jake? Julius Peppers was mic'd up. And he was talking to Saquon Barkley after their loss to the Giants. And he basically said, you're lucky we're ass. And then that was published. We're going, we, the Chargers, are going up against a bad football team in the New England Patriots. If the Chargers lose this one, Jake, like regardless of what happens the rest of the season, if the Chargers lose this one, it is going to be an absolute bloodbath in the media and on the team, in the building. <laughs> like, it's going to be bad. So, Lots to discuss here. Uh, Chargers versus New England Patriots. Week 13. I can't believe it's already week 13. Two-thirds of the season is already over, Jake. Uh, But before we get to that, talk about our friends over at Mint Mobile. 
If you've ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so damn high? Then let me tell you about our friends over at Mint Mobile who we're partnering with for today's video. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for as low as $15 a month, and you don't have to sacrifice any coverage, speed, or data. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, so they keep costs low by selling directly to you online. They cut out the retail stores and the salespeople. All Mint Mobile plans include unlimited nationwide talk and text, plus lightning fast 5G and free mobile hotspot. So why should you have to pay for more than you have to to access the same network. It only takes 15 minutes to switch and you'll be paying as low as $15 a month for your phone plan. It really is that simple. So use the link in the description below, trymintmobile.com backslash chargers unleashed to get started. Click the link in the description below or scan the QR code. Jake, we talked about this needing to be a big win. Um, speaking of big, big wireless <laughs> wants you to think that they're the only option. You hear all the big brands. Uh, it's time to stop being duped. Now, through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free if you purchase a three-month plan using the link trymintmobile.com backslash chargers unleashed. This offer is available on all plans, including unlimited. Again, go to our partner, trymintmobile.com backslash chargers unleashed. Premium wireless for as low as $15 a month. Buy three months, get three months free. Offer ends January 1st, 2024. It's now what? November 30th, Jake. <laughs> and Chargers are in desperate, desperate need of a win against this New England's pa- the New England Patriots team. Normally, we kind of go offense versus defense, the defense versus offense, and bold predictions and all that jazz. But I think we kind of can start this one, I think, at a little bit of higher level of like big picture in this game. It's fair. Obviously, Chargers need to get a victory. Like, that's clear. <laughs> Do you care how they get it? Yeah, we've been saying this for weeks now. It felt like even back, you go all the way back to week three in Minnesota. It was like, by any means necessary. Then when they got back to 500, you're like, by any means necessary, just get a win. Because you're, you're expecting something to turn in their favor. And if there's everything that you want to take in the slightest possible way out of that game last week against the Baltimore Ravens, is that the defense played pretty damn good for the better part of three and a half quarters. Offense, obviously, sputtering. A lot of things. And that that was the first time this defense has played well against a good team all year. All season. That's correct. So how do you attempt to build off of that? And the answer is really... I don't know because the Chargers haven't shown that they can play complimentary football 13 weeks into the season yet. So you're just waiting for that moment to happen. And truth be told, this may be the last winnable game that the Chargers have on their remaining schedule. Really, when you look at the big picture of things, considering the fact that this team has not been able to put it together this far into the season, there are no indications to really tell you otherwise as far as when all three phases are going to show up for the Chargers on a Sunday afternoon. And and the weird part about it is, you can't even guarantee that this is going to be a victory. The last two times that the Chargers have played the New England Patriots, they have gotten beat by Mac Jones. They have gotten beat by Cam Newton. Two years ago, the last time that these two teams played one another, Mac Jones beat the Chargers without even throwing a touchdown. Without even throwing a touchdown. 
So and what, three and three years ago, it was like what forty-seven. It was a shellacking. <laughs> that was brutal. Justin Herbert's rookie year. Bill Belichick obviously has a great track record against rookie quarterbacks, so he knew exactly what he was doing. Adrian Phillips in the last matchup had two interceptions. That's appropriate. So Bill Belichick, for whatever you want to say about him and his team and their record this year, yes, they have a dismal, dismal offense, but Bill Belichick can still coach a good defense. That yep. is undeniable. And against and the Chargers, evident. his track record is pretty damn good. And that's evident this season. I mean, the offense is not great for this New England Patriots team. The defense isn't bad. I think they're eighth best in yards allowed. I think they're right around kind of middle of the pack in passing yards, seventh best in rushing yards allowed. Like, they're not terrible. They're pretty good. Offense, though, like, brutal. Like, 20, high 20s pretty much across the board. Not good. So, this game, Jake, to me, like, I just want to see a clean operation. Like, is it that much to ask for? Yes. With apparently, this team, apparently, weirdly, yes. Weirdly, yes. Like, again, this feels like some type of jack bold. in the box. Like, this, I was going to say bold prediction because really, it sounds like it's a tall task to ask something that sounds so simple. It just it feels like a carnival where like. Something's always happening different. Something's always trying to scare you. Something new's coming. A clown's out of here. Rabbit out of here. Like, you're always scared going into a room. Like, that's kind of what this feels like. I know it's already past Halloween, but it feels like a horror show. Like, it feels like a haunted hotel. And, like, I feel for the team because up until the last few weeks, you heard Brandon Staley talk about this, their turnover ratio has been insane in a great way. Best in the NFL. And the last couple of weeks, it's gone the opposite direction. The last, last three weeks have not registered a turnover. That is why this team has lost largely, is because of the turnovers. To go back to the Green Bay game, look at the turnovers and drops. Go back to ugh, the game against the Baltimore Ravens, same thing. And largely on offense. How, like This is a, another game in which, like, okay, how could I possibly see this going the wrong direction? There's a lot of ways it can go in the right direction, but seemingly the Chargers always find the one way to absolutely cripple themselves. And so before we get to, like, all the offensive, defensive matchups, my mind immediately, because of how this team has affected me this, se- this season, Jake, my mind immediately goes, okay, how have they not lost yet? Figure it out, because that'll be what will happen. Like special teams is like the one area now where I'm like they've they haven't lost because of special teams so far. Could that be the week? Like that's how down this whole season's been. Now they can go out, slaughter the absolute breaks off of the England Patriots. Chargers fans feel better for a week. But I don't even know if that's true. Like it's a weird situation where for a lot of folks. The question is, does this game even matter? In the big picture of things, Dan, no, it won't. It won't. So so what do you what do you show if you win this game on Sunday? That you beat a bottom tier team, arguably the worst that Bill Belichick has coached since his time in New England. You have shown that you can beat up on 
that level of competition. You've shown that earlier this season. But in terms of contenders and where you currently sit with your record right now being this close to being out of the playoffs, nothing changes from the sentiment to, to think that they're going to be able to win two divisional game against the Broncos the way they're playing. You still have Buffalo on your schedule. You still got to finish the season off against Kansas City. You still have the Raiders in that circumstance who have been playing better as, as a unit. That's this is the one thing I always say, Dan. When it's when it's in this state of the Chargers where our mindset is like this, I suggest that you go look at the stats for the other team. Go look at the thing that they are worst at on the season. <laughs> and I guarantee you that will be the way that they will end up beating the Chargers. You look at how anemic this New England offense is right now. Obviously, it sounds like Zappy. That Mag- Zappy is going to be the quarterback. Mac Jones is officially being benched. Malik Cunningham, for crying out loud, is getting back backup reps. You know what this offense has and doesn't have. Now, wouldn't it also wouldn't it also be just poetic, Dan? Because I think we've forgotten about this from the standpoint that he's no longer on the team and really hasn't been that much of a difference maker since he has gone back to the Patriots. But wouldn't it be just absolutely poetic if J.C. Jackson comes up with an interception in this game? Yep. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tiny violin that everybody would be playing in Los Angeles for sure. Now, on the flip side, I'm gonna put on my pre 2023. Dan Hat for a second. Jake, you've seen just a year ago a Jacksonville Jaguars team who was dead to rights. I believe they were three and seven or three and eight. Rattle off basically all wins except one. Go on, beat the Titans to make the playoffs, beat the Chargers in the wildcard round. And now look at them. Chargers, similar fashion. Chargers can go six straight, end up 10 and seven. Wild card, baby. Is this you trying to like squeeze you out saying? your last bit of positivity that you have? Let's not forget. What do you know? No. What, Jag- what do you think? What do you think? Let's say that. First of all, <laughs> let's let's make things in full context here. The Jacksonville Jaguars won their division last year with a nine and eight record. Yep. Okay. Everybody else below them was seven and ten, four and twelve, three and thirteen. Unfortunately, the Chargers don't play in their that division. They're currently last in the AFC West behind the surging Broncos. They're going wild card, baby. Ten to seven gets oh, in. They can do it. God. What do you I say? Think, I think this say? is your last attempt at it. And I think I, it's I'm not even saying I believe it. Desperate. I am not saying I believe this, Jake. I'm simply no. saying <laughs> no. Short answer to your question. No, the playoffs like a three-year-old getting reprimanded. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I don't like saying it, but the 2023 playoff hopes for the Los Angeles Chargers are done. God, I hope you're wrong. I hope all the people who are you're already up on four and seven. You're I know at four and seven. I know you want to go one week at a time. And honestly, we've said this three weeks ago, but you want to go one week at a time. And you got New England. Dan, if I had evidence in other games where they showed that they could beat contending teams, I might might have a leg to stand on to say that there is hope. But until that narrative changes, it's hard to have any belief that this team is going to go off on any sort of a run with the teams that remain on their schedule. Okay, so let's just start off with 
get one win, and that one win is against the Patriots. Okay. Okay. To get to five and seven, this Chargers, let's just start on offense. This Chargers offense going up against the Patriots defense. Like, I don't necessarily know if people care or want to know about like the X's and O's or like crazy matchups, all that kind of stuff. But like, if you are Kellen Moore and if you are Brandon Staley and you are, I don't even want to say Justin Herbert because he's had some mistakes too. But like, if you're the coaching staff, like, what are you telling your offense this week? <laughs> well, right now, considering that Keenan Allen hasn't practiced for two straight days, I would be in Quentin Johnston's <laughs> ear all day long to give him confidence going into this game. That's number one. Number two, I'd still like to see some more infusion of Darius Davis into this offense since you still do not have Joshua Palmer coming back to that door right now. He's still uh, designated for IR to return. I would still You're like to see so your kind. You're being so kind. Right? How am like, I? So PC. <laughs> it, it sounds so simple, though, Dan. It sounds so simple. You didn't just lose Joshua Palmer yesterday. You didn't just lose Mike Williams yesterday. And we're still sitting here with these questions about these guys that you drafted because of their speed and their yak capability to be contributors for you. Now, yeah, maybe it didn't go according to your timeline and your plan and things had to be accelerated. But hey, when you're at this point of the season with what you're trying to accomplish, why the hell not? I want to I want to see Gerald Everett be infused more in this offense. First drive last week against the Baltimore Ravens, I first of all, Justin Herbert made a great pass across the field to a wide open Gerald Everett. Still is a damn bulldozer this season. It's hard for one guy to actually bring him down. He was the only Charger that ended up getting in the end zone last week. Mm-hmm. But I would still like to see more of the tight ends infused between the 20s, not just when you get in the red zone. And in a circumstance where you may not have your number one, number two, or number three receiver, what are you going to do? Rely on the running game? <laughs> so that's what, you, that's, what you, that's what you're telling. That's what you're telling the offense. Yes. If you're, you're asking me, you're asking me if I was Brandon Staley or if I was Kellen Moore, what would be my idea headed into this game? No, I know that's where my mind would go. This is what I'm saying to the offense. If I'm Brandon Staley, Kellen Moore, for the Don't love fumble. of God, do not drop the football. Don't do not fumble. What are you doing? Like, can we please block the right guy? Can you sure. please, I don't know, not fumble? Can you please catch the ball? Maybe Steven Anderson is actually activated for this game this week. Can you please run through the hole that was given to you the one time the entire game? Can you please, I don't know, block better than that? Can you try to protect your quarterback when it matters most at the end of the game? Can you try to like be a little consistent? A little. Can we try to make this team look good? Can we try to win this game for the defense? Dan Wolkenstein is the physical embodiment of the reverse evolution of man, where it's like, normally you, you think it's going on like an uptick like this. And for, a, for the better part of the time that Dan and I have been doing this show together, that's how Dan has been like every week. It's like positivity, positivity, hope, hope, hope. Now it's completely the opposite. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Idiot, moron, stupid. <laughs> Like, okay, hey, uh, let's see. Kellen Moore. I'm going to say, hey, Kellen Moore. We got that super fast kid over there, number 12. 
Let's try to do something other than a jet sweep. That'd be nice. Let's like, I don't know, throw it to him once. See what happens more than behind the line of scrimmage. Kellen Moore goes, hey, Quentin. I'm going to actually throw you some stuff here. We're do some drag routes. to give you some things that you're good at. We're actually going to throw you a deep ball. We're going to have it schemed up for you. Go get it. That's hey, Kellen, ca- can, can you do that caveat. for me? Can you do that that's for the, me? That's the caveat. He's got to come down with it. Hey, Austin. Hey, Austin. I know, you know, you've been banged up a bit, but like, dude, 13 miles an hour, you've got defensive linemen that are 300 pounds plus running faster than you. He was running faster than that on that trick play with Keenan Allen that I really liked that Kellen Moore drew up last week. And that almost that, faster than that. That still almost didn't go. He still almost didn't make well, it. Well, it was a third and 17. So, but like, yes, can we please get a running game started? Like, hey, Kellen, what's up with that? Like, if I'm Kellen Moore and I'm, and I'm Brandon saying that I am lighting into these guys. Like, the defensive side compared to the offensive side, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on on both sides, but, like, the offense has no excuse for the mistakes that they've made. Like, you can say, okay, sure, like, losing Corey Lindsley has been a big impact, which it has, obviously. Losing Mike Williams, big impact. But for some of the things that they have done wrong these past couple weeks, like, that is not the reason why. Corey Lindsley being there is not why they fumbled. Corey Lindsley not being there is not what, like, it's just, this team has to, like, you know, do what it does. So I apologize for my tirade. For those who are tuning into ES or from ESPN, you can check out the rest of this episode on Chargers Unleashed and LA Football Network. Uh, Jake, let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> so reluctant. Hey, hey, Kellen Moore, let's not run. For two yards on first down every time. Like, that'd be nice. Like, I, I'm... Everybody was... You and me, we were so excited about this offense under Kellen Moore. And then it's just infuriating because you see it at times. At times, you're like, oh, there it is. You saw that trick play last week, Jake. You just mentioned it. You're just like, whoa! Like, what have my eyes just seen? And then it's like, oh, that's what they saw. Okay. They saw it once, then we're back to the drawing board. So that's precisely for me, Jake, like, like what I'm looking for from the offense versus the defense. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to see like Justin Herbert go God mode. But like, I don't slash, I hope that that's not needed. Like, I just want to see the offense be efficient, be comfortable in their own skin. Win the turnover margin, like no turnovers on offense, please. And just be efficient, like finish in the red zone. Get points on drive, period. Like, I'm not asking too much. I'm not asking for all of this, like, you know, offensive play calling savant from Kellen Moore. Like, I just want to see simple, effective football. <laughs> I just it's you, you realize how horrible that sounds when I you know have to simply ask for that 13 weeks into the season I know it's so bad it, it's insanely bad Dan 
But what? I think I'm asking that. I think the reason I have to ask that is because you're seeing so many stupid, game-critical, costly mistakes that you like. You can't even ask for all the shiny stuff because you can't even get the normal stuff right. Let me ask you this short question. Just, yeah, just you pick one. Who do you? Which unit are you trusting more going into this game? Dude. The Chargers' offense or the Chargers' defense? <laughs> That's a great question. I honestly it's, don't know. It's sadly a harder question to answer than you think. I don't like. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think there's nobody on this team I trust more than Justin Herbert. I think that's clear. But then after that, I mean, probably if I had to stack rank the guys I trust most on this team, player wise, it's probably like Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen would probably be right behind him. Keenan Allen, Rashawn Slater are probably like kind of neck and neck for me. <laughs> yeah. M- that, maybe that's, that's maybe, probably what that's maybe where your offense is. Maybe Khalil. Yeah, that's probably lost. it for the offense. Yeah. And then probably the next player would be Khalil Mack. Would be my guess. And then after that. Who knows? Who knows? That's that's sad. You know, Dan, you look at this and obviously everything when you just look at straight matchups, let's just go with the Chargers defense here. Going up against Bailey Zappi with the receivers and tight ends that you know that they have, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Henry, Parker, Douglas, Stevenson in the backfield. Who I like. This team obviously just has so underperformed as it relates to an offense. And yet, back in 2020, Cam Newton threw for only 69 yards and the Chargers got beat 45 to nothing. It's really hard for me to even want to say that this should be an easy game and the Chargers should roll and they should win by double-digit points and all that. I'm not even that confident in doing that because I'm truly afraid based on the level of expectation and then the eventual execution that I will be sitting here eating my words if I was to get into that. (laughs) I'm not even confident enough to do that right now. I don't think anybody can be confident in this Chargers team or either side of the ball, to be honest. Like if... Like if you're... Like what? Like what is the what? What is the mindset within that locker room right now? Like I know everyone talks about you know we're gonna continue playing hard and I'm not giving up and you know there's a whole we still can run the table and all that kind of stuff. But like, like I can't imagine like the 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 dumbfounded like the shock the the eyes gliss like glossing over because of what just happened. Like fast forward is already December almost, and you have four wins with a team that was supposed to be like Super Bowl chasing team. And right now, the only bowl that they're chasing is like the chip bowl while they're watching the playoffs from home. Like I, I hope that this team just goes crazy and says, "You know what? It's on us," and then goes out and just blows the doors off the Patriots. But like. I think it's more likely that they lose than that. So, 
flip it. Jake, you're Brandon Staley, you're Tom Telesco, and or you're Derek Ansley. What are you saying to the defense? To the defense, or to if you're Telesco down, whatever. What like what are you saying to these guys? Get pressure on the quarterback, create turnovers. Because in reality, you shouldn't have an issue doing that. But are you going to be owned in the trenches by an offensive line that has been sub at best this year? Is that going to all of a sudden show up? Because that's really what's happened to you these past couple of weeks. Against the Packers, it showed up. Against the Lions, it showed up. And against Baltimore, it showed up. You were owned in the trenches. So you should be able to cause turnovers against this quarterback. You should be able to get pressure on this quarterback. I don't know what type of... I'm sure we're probably going to sit back and be watching the television and saying, what the hell? There's that same type of off coverage yet again. If I was... If I was Bill Belichick, I'd be saying, look, this whole game is going to be going through Stevenson and Hunter Henry, which really shouldn't shock anybody. But I'd be targeting the middle of the field. I'd be telling my offensive line, I'd be playing three tight ends at a time and just owning the trenches and running the ball based off of how your quarterback has been playing this year. That's what I would be saying if I was Bill Belichick. Now, you can pretty much say whatever you want as it relates to this Chargers defense. But when you really need them to step up and execute, it's at the times, Dan, where we don't expect it. We didn't expect the Chargers defense to play as good as it did, even in a loss against Baltimore. We expected them to get absolutely rolled, which thankfully they didn't. But it's, it is this whole complimentary football because on Sundays, it will be one unit that will show up and then the other unit will let them down or both units will let themselves down. We still have yet to see both sides of the football play to each other's strengths in a single game. Patriots offense, 27th in the NFL, third down conversion, just 33% of the time. (laughs) Like the Chargers defense better keep that going. Scoring offense, Jake, you know where this team lies? 31st. Just 13.5 points per game is this doing the Patriots offense. Worse than the Jets, by the way. Here's a question, Dan. Does Mike Davis start? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I wish this team was at a position where they could play around with things and say, you know what? Like this might be a good get right game for Mike Davis, but like they don't, they can't afford to like test things right now. Like they tested something last week and it worked. You can't afford to be like, all right, that worked. But let's just see if we can get Mike right. Davis right again. You've done this rotation of cornerbacks earlier in the season. You saw how that worked out for you. You put Mike Davis on bad players earlier in the season. Saw how that worked. Go back and watch that Titans game. And watch him get absolutely torched by a guy you've never heard of for one of their two back-breaking offensive plays that cost you that football game. So, no, I'm not. You know, Dean Leonard, say what you will. 
obviously those Ravens were targeting him constantly, but he kind of settled in and you saw towards the end of the game, he was part of some big defensive stops where they targeted him specifically and he made the play. I'm telling you, Jake, if, if this, if they lose, I don't care how they lose. If they lose. It's in new England. Which honestly, I'm kind of okay with. I think the Chargers are two and four at home. Yeah, like, they're not much better. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen a victory. Like, good lord, the last one I saw that was a win, I think, was the Bears one. But I've seen almost every, every that one in Raiders. Other than that, everything's been a loss. And I got to see it in Lambeau Field, so that was fun. So, look on offense or on defense. Excuse me, like. You mentioned it. You got to get to the passer. You got to get to Zappy. Like, you look at your pass rushes right now. Like, Khalil Mack is on a terror. Let him cook. Thule, let him go. I'm bringing Morgan Fox up. I don't know why we're not seeing more of him than we are. True. I would like to... The one area that I would like... I wouldn't mind seeing tested is at linebacker. We haven't seen much change there, but bringing in Henley and letting him kind of do that sideline to sideline stuff, especially going up against a running back like Stevenson. I kind of like that matchup. So maybe we'll see something new. I, I don't know. Um, but I think the part that I'm probably more nervous about is Chargers offense versus Patriots defense, just because like, that's what Bill Belichick kind of hangs his hat on is like the defensive side. Uh, we said it at the top, Jake, like both of these head coaches are playing for their jobs. And you could argue this is also maybe an interview between now and the end of the season for where they're going to coach next. If it's not for their current team. And based on the track record as a head coach, Bill Belichick has the edge in this game. It's not even close, even with how bad this team has been. He's beaten you the last two times with subpar quarterback play. So why what are you going to do? Any different? Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers, different. what are you going to do? Like we've talked about this team needing to be complimentary. We've talked about this team needing to be resilient. We talked about this team failing in the biggest moments. We've talked about like all of it. We've talked about it for weeks. Arguably, we've talked about it for years. And still, and still, when you snap the line, what have we seen? Like the blame we've talked about in the last episode, Jake, the blame goes everywhere. You could put the blame on the players. Go look at how many fourth quarter comebacks Justin Herbert has had in his career and go look how many he has this year. I think he has one. Go look at all the stuff that has gone wrong in the last three years, 10 years for this team. And you'll see those fingerprints all over this season. And you can point fingers at everyone else. You can point fingers at a certain side of the ball or at a coach or whatever. Injuries. But, like, it's everywhere. There's blood on everyone's hands. From Dean Spanos, John Spanos, Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley, the coordinators, the players, the scouts, everybody. And the roster is thin right now. Extrapolate that with because of the injuries even thinner. All that being said, there is no excuse to lose this one. None. 
None. Bill Belichick or not should not make that much of a difference to lose to a two and nine Patriots team. Period. Period. Like that's the message that I think this office front office players need to hear. Like you said, what good is all the messaging and all the midweek game prep? Yes. If you can't put it together on Sundays, this isn't about that. Like, it's not about that. I think that's what's just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how to feel about going into this game or even watching the game. Like, I just want to see a clean football game. Like, if I see a clean football game and they lose, like, whatever, I'm going to be pissed. But, like, all right, cool. At least they could do it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We went a little long here, Jake. Do you want to do predictions? Do you want to do bold predictions? I think you already said a bold prediction, Dan. You want just a clean football game? You want complimentary football for the first time in 13 weeks? I think that's bold enough. And it's sad that that actually has to be a bold prediction with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Jake, I hope this team blows the doors off the Patriots. Like that, while it might not matter in the grand scheme of the entire season, it would just feel good in the micro lens to whoop up on the Patriots. Like that's been a team the Chargers have had a bad time going up against for a long time. And then if that happens, hey, you're five and seven. You get to move forward. If not, We've said this a thousand times, Jake. Like, this train's on a track. It's going to go one of two ways. Either really good or really bad. And right now, like, it's skirting (laughs) one way very heavily. Uh, Jake, anything else you want to tell our great friends before we head on out of here and cross fingers and do all of our prayers heading into this game against the Patriots? Try your best to enjoy the game, I guess. <laughs> I'm just imagining Prince Daly or Todd Fusco going to locker room pregame and just say, guys, can we just try our best? <laughs> no, it's like the <laughs> it's like the Billy Bean Brad Pitt moneyball speech. It's like, you may not look like a winning team, but you are one. So play like one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the life of a Chargers fan is so tough. But hey. We choose this. Uh, Jake, it's been fun. Uh, for Jake Hefner, Dan Wolkenstein, Charges Unleashed. Be sure to check us out on Fridays at ESPN, 1090 AM. Obviously, check us out on YouTube, LAC underscore Unleashed on X, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. Until then, go Bulls. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed.